I don't even want to listen to this show, let alone Recording. talk on it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Music Podcast here at Sydney Studios 301. I am your host, digital editor of the music, Neil Griffiths, and I'm back with our very favourite co-host, Dave Burrows. Welcome back to the studio, my friend. Hello, guys. Happy to be here. Uh, not happy about uh, you getting the host title, me getting the co-host title. There's yeah, definitely like I, a difference. I just, I just sputtered well, words it's, then. It's fine. It's fine. We'll chat about this after the show. <laughs> That's totally fine. So do you want to tell everyone where you were? Because I may have, uh, you know, bad-mouthed you last week. Yeah, how, how was last week? You had, Good, man, yeah. Great. Oh, let's do something really exciting. Let's have Taking Back Sunday in the in the <laughs> studios. And uh, let's just do it when Dave's not here, you big jerk. Well, the interview went really well. Taking Back Sunday were awesome guys. They, yeah. um, I think they just wrapped up their Australian tour last night mm. uh, in, I want to say, uh, WA in Perth. So cool. thanks to those guys. Uh, and thanks for the love the last episode got. But Dave, you're back. And uh, we should say thank you to Uppy. Of course, for stepping in. Yep. You're going to be hearing her voice a bit later on when she talks to Orange is the New Black star Jessica Pimentel, all about mm. the fifth season, coming out this June. But uh, Dave, you want to tell everyone where the hell you are? Uh, yeah, look, I, I was away. I was down the coast uh, working on a friend of a friend's uh, feature film. He's doing a, He's doing it. He's doing the thing, making the making the movie. And uh, so I went down there to Jervis Bay for uh, since last Sunday for like the, a full week to, yeah. to work with them. And it was... It's good fun, mm. a lot of fun, a lot of uh, working in the rain, which uh, was not ideal. Yeah, but, the um, weather in like statewide in yeah. New South Wales was garbage. I think like there were two music festivals had to be called off. Here it was shit. Yeah. Obviously, I saw all your social media stuff. That was shit. It was just like it's been three. I feel like it's just been three weeks nonstop of yeah. just torrential rain. Yeah. It's, I've never seen anything like it. It's, I said it's it to Stefan. Hey, Stefan, we should say hi to Stefan quickly. For those of you who don't know Stefan, this is uh, our <laughs> wonderful sound engineer, Stefan. Hey, Stefan. Hi. How's yeah, going, so man? last week when we got in the studio, I was like, it's like fucking Forks from Twilight, right? He's <laughs> like, I haven't seen Twilight. I'm like, it's, it's always raining. He's like, oh. And that was it. That was our whole dialogue. How you been doing with this rain, Stefan? You, if, you if you're an adult male, you should not be watching Twilight. Um, uh, well, okay, it's 21st century, <laughs> Stefan. Robert Pattinson's a great actor, mate. 2017. People should be able to do whatever they want to do, mate. <laughs> well, He's anyway. reluctantly nodding. <laughs> reluctantly nodding agreement welcome, through the window. Welcome back, Dave. Um, I'm happy to be back. While, be back. While we're, How's your week been? What have you been up to, bud? It's just been shit. Just rain, shit. Um, yeah. Work's been busy. How's things going at themusic.com.au? Uh, we're very busy. Yeah. As always, they're gearing up for Bluesfest 2017. Oh, that's a big one. Um, I think it's in about two weeks. Where is Bluesfest? Uh, Byron Bay. It's um mm. right. It's, I think it's like almost identical to where Splendor is. I don't think in the exact area, but um, Tigra Farm, I want to say. That's that's yeah. wrong. I apologize. Sounds like a thing. But it's, yeah, it's, it's um obviously this one's going to be a very big one. Patty Smith, Courtney Barnett, Nas, um... Santana, Jimmy Buffett. It's uh, it's going to be a big one. And um, do you get to go to that or do you just go? Look, I'll be in Byron Bay for a wedding. <clears throat> I'll, be in, um, I'll be in Byron Bay. So yeah. uh, if any of our Blues Fest organisers are listening, um, help your buddy out with a free ticket. Um, <laughs> can't afford to go because I won't be working because I'll be off not earning money. So at, hey, a, at a wedding, having yeah. fun at a wedding. Yeah, exactly. So, no one I'm watching two people be you. in love. Blues Fest, just help. Help a brother out, please. Who's getting married, mate? Uh, uh, I've got uh, one of my mates, my very good friends. Yeah. Uh, and uh, his lovely fiance. Well, that's lovely. Yeah. Well, best of luck to them. <laughs> uh, muzzle tough to the uh, to the happy couple. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, I thought you, I thought you were going to continue talking about what what um, you know this new thing you're, you're working on. Oh, I, I wanted to let you lead this one. No, totally, man. So like, so I don't know <clears throat> if you've ever 
like tried to get a, a a campaign up for um a crowdfunding campaign up for a a project you've done. Have you ever had a crack at this? I think I once started a change.org competition to no, a campaign to bring back Goosebumps. Yep. Okay. So like equal like levels Stein's, of importance. Like the TV show was good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> perfect. 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 Yeah. So like so I, I've, I didn't um... get the didn't get any. We got I mean, the movie. I, I, I got like two signatures. One was me. One was mum. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, you won. You got the movie with uh, Jack Black came out. So I mean, yeah. So really, it was a victory, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I couldn't get Ryan Gosling. Is that who you wanted? Well, you he wanted... was in. He was in Goosebumps, wasn't he? Was he? He was in Say Cheese or Die. Yeah. No way. I don't know. I mean, again, I'm, I, that might not be true. He's definitely one of the episodes. Right. Um, it was great, but the campaign didn't go well. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, how's your campaign <laughs> going? How's your well, campaign going, Dave? Well, well, you know, so far so good. So, so uh, I am. Um, I'm I'm doing a I'm doing a thing. I'm doing a short film. It's kind of like the first short film that I've done in in a while. I've been working on a lot of other people's stuff and directing things for other people. I'm like, no, Dave, it's time to do something fun. Yeah, do something for Dave and Dave's friends. So uh, we're making a movie. It's called Granny. Mm-hmm. It is about a a lovely uh, elderly <laughs> woman um, uh, named Granny, uh, who goes on a murderous rampage with a chainsaw. Uh, it's going to be <laughs> a, a buttload of fun. We've basically, the whole thing's been written like a car chase. So it's just 10 minutes of crazy action. Yeah. Uh, there's blood, there's excitement, there is a car chase on a mobility scooter. It's all in there and uh, we're trying to make it happen. So we're doing a, a crowdfunding campaign for that. Yeah. And um, I'm just trying to get all my family and friends to... And maybe my, maybe the music podcast friends as well. <laughs> yeah. Um. To you know, make a little donation to to help make it a reality. Because this is like this is something you <clears throat> and one of the writers, Dean Dean Burrow, want to say. Sorry, Dean, if you didn't want your name out there, it's happened. Too bad. Yeah. Um. W- us three, you, me, Dave, and Dean used to work uh, in projection at a, at a, a movie cinema. at a movie cinema. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> that was like right when the digital age was coming in, so when you didn't need to lace up projectors with actual yeah. film and instead you kind of just made a playlist so there was a lot of free time on our hands yeah um and you obviously you being a, a filmmaker you were pitching ideas back and forth all the time granny's been saying since what 2012 at least totally yeah so, so we so dean and i uh the co-writer we had become obsessed with like this the ozploitation films which were like all of these like crazy, like batshit insane B grade films <laughs> that Australia was making, sort of in like the seventies and eighties, um, sort of around about the time that Gough Whitlam came to power and was like, "Hey, arts have all this money." Mm. Um, <laughs> there was just a bunch of people making a, like a bunch of just insane movies, yeah. like movies that like we were exporting with quite a bit of like commercial success. Like Australian films kind of dominated the American drive-ins mm. for like almost two decades. There's um. This awesome documentary called Not Quite Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, which if you have any interest in like Australian cinema at all, like check it out because it's a bunch of like really cool people, like Tarantino, for example, chatting about how influential sort of Australian filmmakers were mm. on sort of grindhouse and action filmmaking around the world during this period of time. Mm. And it's sort of this period of time that we don't really talk about. We don't really like, you know, when we talk about like Australian film history, we're talking about like Picnic at Hanging Rock and Gallipoli <laughs> and like all of these like important films. Mm. And, uh, you know, there was this period of time where we were just making like completely unimportant, crazy, entertainment centric, yeah. unpretentious films. Uh, and so we became obsessed with it and we were like pitching back all these ideas about like how many, like what's the craziest film we could make. And the one idea we kept coming back to was this idea of a granny 
that goes on a murderous rampage because we just thought that was the idea of that was just so absurdly hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're finally doing it five years later. We've we've written it. We're getting a team together. We're making the movie. It's happening. Uh, shoot days are locked in. Like yeah. it's it's a thing that's actually happening. <laughs> uh, and so we, at this point, we kind of just need a little bit of a little bit of money to sort of push it along and to to make it a real life thing. Very exciting, man. Yeah. So I guess, you know, if you if you too, like me, want to see a movie about a granny that goes on a murderous rampage, uh, maybe throw us a bit of, <laughs> us a little bit of cash. Uh, you just got to go to Indiegogo.com and search for granny. And uh, you'll find it. It's one with a granny with a chainsaw. <laughs> I mean, I doubt there's going to be many. Is that, is that I'm, I'm looking at the page now when you search granny and uh, we're the first ones to come up. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there are not a lot of other films about murdering grandmas yet. I feel like there's going to be a flood after this yeah. one. It's sort of inevitable. Chain effect, man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I want to say, Willow, we're like five weeks into the podcast. Yeah. Happy, um, happy five-week anniversary. Yeah, happy five weeks, Define. Uh, he thumbs up. He's <laughs> thumbs you can not even bother just leaning over to the microphone. Um, <laughs> I like... So I want to say you and I, um, we can we started a revolution. Oh, did we? I mean, no, but I want to say that because yeah. obviously a couple of weeks ago, you There's and I... a lot of I... things I love, I want to say. Though. I well, that's say... what a podcast is for. I want oh, to say a lot won of things. The, just won the lottery, Neil. <laughs> so I want to say that. Um, so obviously a couple of weeks ago, we were speaking about uh, ticket scalping and, you know, people getting fucked over with tickets to Seinfeld yeah. and Adele and Midnight Oil and um, even a couple of days ago... Oh, early this week, sorry, uh, the Smith Street Band, mm. uh, Melbourne Band, um, basically outed Ticketmaster and said, "This sucks. Like your, you know, tickets are now being sold for three hundred and fifty something dollars, and these are fifty dollars tickets. So yeah, like they would, they wouldn't be crazy pricey. I can't. I'm sure they're not. You know, twenty dollars. Like but Smith not... Street Band are great, but they're yeah. not Beyonce. And they're not. They're not like yeah. these set of international superstars that have you know touring here for the first time in in a decade. You know, like these aren't. Uh, you know, these are not the sort of tickets you expect to, yeah, to you know, sell out immediately and then blow up. Yeah. So finally, this week, um, independent senator Nick Xenophon has um, essentially he's gone in the Senate and they've passed a motion to introduce new legislation to help fight ticket scalping and get rid of the bots. So have they written the legislation yet, or is it just in this kind of like they've passed a motion to be like, yes, we think this yeah. is a good idea. Yeah. So yep. it's it's it the ball is rolling now. Yeah. Um, so Parliament have effectively done nothing, is what you're saying. Well, I mean, this, the motion's been passed, mate. It's very exciting. <laughs> but is it a motion just when they're like, we all think that it would be a good idea to do this thing, and then they go, yep, they, they all go here, here, they all go here, we agree, and who votes is a good idea? Yep, we all think this is a good idea. Great, all right. So if someone could take care of that, that'd be wonderful. Like, well, no well, one's actually sat down. We'll see what, what happens because um, you know we'll talk about it a bit later. But there are there are a lot of big big acts that are coming out or have just come out again. Like you know, think of like 2017 alone. We've had Bruce Springsteen, we've had Adele, mm-hmm. we've had Bieber, um, Nick Cave. Like it's already been. It's March. And we've already had a bunch of people, so it's um it's it's pretty intense of, of how big it's going. So it'll be good to see if does, if this does come along. Um, fuck, it'll help because I think everyone I know has a personal story about getting screwed over. Mm. Yeah, is is Jay Biebs currently in the country? Did I he see ju- that? He just wrapped up the tour. Sure. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't know if you heard this actually. When the you can see the full story on the music.com.au, little yeah. plug there. Um, he actually got. He he was staying in a mansion in Mossman for yep. for Sydney people. They As you do, um, and he got a bunch of complaints from neighbours who complained to council and police um, because he was out partying in the pool till three a.m. 
and there were oh, black no. SV, SUVs on the street. Hate those black kids SUVs. Were, kids were screaming. <laughs> Which, like, I get, don't get me wrong, like, that would be annoying, but... Yeah. I mean, it's a mansion. Yep. And, you know, this, the mansion wouldn't be next to a cottage. Yep. Not that big a deal. I just kind of feel like... Maybe just, just let it happen, you know? Yeah. Just let it happen. It's a nice little story to be able to tell. Yeah. You know? Well, even... <clears throat> so, earlier in that month, Adele stayed in that same mansion. Yep. And there were... She, was she also having pool parties <clears throat> at the time? No, there were, allegedly, there were massive black scaffolding around the entire house, and neighbours were like, that's wrong, you can't do that. And, like, they called council, and, like... Firstly, it's like... They've, obviously, council approved the request because you're not allowed to do that, but, like... So How does that affect you your my, day? What do you mean by black scaffolding? What was this? Deal? Oh, so around the outside area, it's just so no one could like look no one in. Could see. Yeah. So it was like a, a <clears throat> and of course that's, that's, situation. Yeah, that's awesome to Adele's privacy. But like neighbors are complaining, like you know, how is that? How does that impact in your day? I like that's the thing I never get. Like, I, like there's a whole thing where like <laughs> where people have like your home owners like association in like a neighborhood and like they decide like what color you can paint your house and like what your lawn needs to look like and if you don't follow their rules you get in trouble that i don't like that neil (laughs) i'm just like no this is my house yeah and if i want to make it a bright orange you'll do it i'll do it by god you'll do it i'll do it you know (laughs) and if i want to cover my house in scaffolding i should be able to do that you know what with the tour that dell's had Fuck me, she can do what she wants. Yeah. Have you seen the figures? I've not. So she, the tour obviously wrapped up last week, last weekend in Melbourne. Yeah. She broke the attendance record at every venue she played at. Sure. And not only that, so she played two shows in Melbourne at Eddie Head Stadium. How does that work though? Because doesn't the venue like have a maximum amount of people they can have in the venue? Like how do you... (laughs) Well, you know, obviously a lot of, well, it's a stadium tour. So a lot of these stadiums are generally used for sporting events. So, you know, the middle is made up of a football field or a soccer pitch or whatever. Sure. So you can't have people there. Yeah. So you've got an extra however many thousand. But, you know, her Sydney, her first Sydney show had over 95,000 people. Wow. Um, she Yeah, she broke attendance records in every venue. In the, in the Melbourne show, so she played at Etihad Stadium uh, on the Saturday and Sunday night. The Saturday night, she broke the record for the attendance and then broke that record on the Sunday night. Like, she broke her own record in 24 hours. Well, that just feels like overachievement. Yeah, because it's bullshit. It's like just chill out, Adele. <laughs> You'll like, get there. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you need to be? <laughs> why do you need such a show off? You know. Um, chill it. It's. I mean, it's awesome for her, and the the tour was a massive success. Um, but speaking of people who are big successes, yeah, and making a comeback of sorts, pow. Uh, <clears throat> comedy fans will know this one already, but Dave Chappelle's two Netflix specials have just hit. The, the Streamwaves? On the Streamwaves? On the Streamwaves? I think that's what we call it Yeah, now. let's call it that. It's, it's on Netflix, yeah. if you didn't get what I was trying to say. Um, on the Streamwaves, I think, was cl- clearer. Yeah, man. Like, I, you haven't watched them yet, have you? No, like I, I didn't realize that it was a thing. I, I knew I knew it was coming, but I didn't know that it was out yet. Yeah. So um, I guess that's what I'm doing today after this. Yeah, well, I've only I've only watched the first one. Um, at the in There's one in Hollywood and there's one in so Texas. There's, there's three in total, but there's only two out, right? Two out right now, yeah. So there's the two that he made. He said this on Jimmy Kimmel. I'm sure he's, he's not telling the truth, but he basically said that he had these specials stored and then Netflix came along and said, we want those specials. We'll give you $60 million for them, which, yeah, is, wow. which is fucking insane. Um, 60 million bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a, besides his, um, when he hosted SNL, like the ever... week after Trump got elected, like this is the first time we've had him back doing something on screen since what Chappelle show a long time. Yeah. Does, does like, does Netflix ever lowball you reckon? 
Like, do you reckon? Do you reckon Netflix? Cause Five like, million dollars. I feel like every single time you hear that Netflix has just bought like a new show, it's always like, and we spent a million, a hundred million dollars on this. It's like, do you reckon they ever go in and go? Do we? Do you reckon we need to spend this? Like, do you is reckon, it unnecessary? Like, do you reckon Dave Chappelle? You know, if they'd been like, hey Dave, we'll give you like five mil for yeah. one. Like, I reckon I, I, anyone, even Dave Chappelle, would be like, that's that's pretty good. Sixty mil is reasonable. He might even go double it. <laughs> And then you've spent 30 mil. Well, this is the thing. This, and it's, again, all rumours. This isn't some sort of exclusive. The rumours are that Netflix bought um, these specials and the upcoming special as kind of a test or a sweetener, if you will, mm. to Chappelle's show coming back exclusively on Netflix. Oh. Which, you know. Oh, I did if, not hear that. Yeah. Like, if that happens. That's making me feel things, Daniel. Shit. That's making me feel good yeah, things. Yeah. Like, that is amazing. I've only seen the first one, so... The first one was filmed in 2016, and like to give you an idea of one in 2016, like he makes references to, you know, the Oscars that had the um, Oscars So White campaign or boycott, mm. sorry, and he talks about making a murderer. So this is probably early on in 2016. The second one that I haven't watched yet was in 2015, and I'm already calling it the first special that I watched. It's already 2017's best, and it's a year old. Yeah, wow. Like he's it's it's so good to have him back. But in saying that, he's been getting a lot of flack um, on social media because people have been saying that. He makes a lot of transphobic, um, homophobic, um, racist remarks about things and people. <clears throat> um, and people also said that he defends Bill Cosby, which I thought was a bit of a stretch. Um, because again, if you've seen the specials, like obviously he does um, joke and make fun of the Bill Cosby situation. I don't need to go into details. I'm sure everyone knows what um, Bill Cosby's been alleged of doing. Um, <clears throat> and Dave Chappelle, like he does make jokes about that, but he also kind of says towards the end of the special, he does say that, as a comedian, it's very tough for him to want to believe what he's reading about because Bill Cosby is one of his comedy heroes. Mm. Like, you know, the, the amount of things that he did for the African-American community um, is unbelievable. Well, because we were having <clears> this <throat> conversation before the show. It's mm. sort of that, that weird thing of, like, what do you do when your hero is kind of it's revealed of, yeah. to be, you know... A terrible person. Something horrible. <laughs> like, like my, my housemate and I were having this conversation couple weeks ago because she's obsessed with justin trudeau the um yeah. like the super handsome super progressive canadian prime minister yeah <laughs> and she was saying that she's living in constant fear that he's gonna, he's gonna have a scandal <laughs> she's like and she's like every single day i wake up <laughs> and and i have this like huge fear yeah. that there's gonna be something in on like uh, like on the, in the news yeah that like justin trudeau has like killed someone yeah or like secretly eats babies yeah or like you know there's some sort of sex scandal or yeah. something because, like, you know, we all have these heroes and there's just this, like, you know, there is the second that something comes out mm. and and changes your opinion of them, it kind of ruins that person yeah. for you. Or at least, you know, in the case of Dave Chappelle, makes you feel super conflicted about about who that person is and how mm. that, what they meant to you. Yeah. Well, the thing on social media, it's it's been pretty divided. Like, people are saying it's, it's what, he's, what the jokes were, were weren't funny and they were just offensive. Other people are saying, like, you know, it's Dave Chappelle, he's having a bit of fun. And, you know, with Dave Chappelle, he does, as a, as you, if you've seen his work, like, he he's never just picked on one, you know, one race or one gender. He's kind of, he goes across the board. Like, he bags himself out all the time. <coughs> um, so, I don't know. I guess you if watch it and make your own opinion. But to say it isn't funny is wrong, because it is funny. Um, I'm excited to watch the second special. And the third special, I believe, will be a new one that I, I'm not sure if it's done yet, but it will be. So, it hasn't, new. we don't know if it's been recorded yet. No. Is there a live audience for all of this? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a, it's a live show. So he's just doing live shows, secret live shows that no one had heard about? 
I mean, well, this is the other thing, and I was because I was watching it last night, and mm. because there are references to making a murderer, and weirdly enough, in the first special, he talks about um, throughout the show, he tells about four times that he's met OJ Simpson throughout his life. Mm. I don't know if you know this, but the People versus OJ Simpson has recently come out on Netflix. Yeah, so there's talk like, I'm so excited. To watch was that. this special already done? Um, with the intention of him almost plugging Netflix stuff, and I'm like, I think that's a bit of a stretch. It does. I get why you would think like he talks about making a murder, but so was everyone else in the fucking world. Yeah, and he talks about OJ Simpson, which is a bit weird because I I just finished watching The People vs OJ Simpson. I loved it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but it, it did feel a bit convenient. And I was like, you know, I've like I just finished OJ last week, mm. and now I'm watching a special that was filmed last year. And Dave Chappelle was talking about four times that he met OJ Simpson. It's like, eh. I feel like that's about you though. That's you connecting dots. That's you. Uh, I hope so. Creating... That's what I'm saying. I hope yeah. it is just me. You know. Just thinking the wrong thing. It sounds like a genuine coincidence mm. to me. So uh, you haven't watched the People vs OJ yet? No, no, it's on my list of stuff to do. I've been I've been away this week, and it only came out. It only came out um this week. I'm pretty sure. No, no, it came out like three, four weeks ago. Really? Yeah. All but right. you and I were stupid millennials. Um, you know, when the trial of the century was going on, we were what? I don't know. Four. No, so the murder, the murders of the the two people happened in '94. Mm. The case was '95. So you and I would have been five when it happened. We weren't really around for it, but like. I don't know if it was a bit exaggerated for the show, but it's, you know, someone tell me if I'm wrong here, but it was the biggest trial. Maybe, I don't know if MJ surpassed it in terms of publicity, but yeah, um, yeah, it was a very big deal. It was, it's, it's really well done. Well, I'm, I'm just happy the Netflix is about to have a hit because uh, <laughs> I just uh, attempted to start watching their new show, Iron Fist. Yep. Which, for those of you not playing at home, mm. it is the next in, like, the Marvel superhero like street level superhero it's basically like it's there are marvel superheroes but they're the boring versions of marvel superheroes but netflix have had success net, sorry netflix have had success with a couple sure. of marvel shows so like, like jessica had, like, jones like, the other ones are like daredevil yeah jessica jones and uh luke cage, luke cage. yeah uh and all of their powers are like we're strong like that's yeah. their powers a daredevil can't see which i guess is not really a power so much as it is a thing. He uses the other senses. He has the power yeah. to use his other senses. He has the power of, power of smell and hearing. <laughs> Superpower. Smell and hearing. Anyway, so like, they, they were okay. They were, yeah. they were a mixed bag. I think Jessica Jones is pretty great, but um, the other two were a bit hit and miss. But Iron Fist. Holy shit, Neil. Have you have you watched this I yet? I haven't yet. I've been meaning to, though. It's so bad. How many episodes <laughs> have you watched to clarify? It's so bad. I'm, um, look, I'm, I'm an episode... I'm two episodes in. Mm. And I just... Like I'm having to watch it in in segments because it's so bad. Mm. It's like a lesson. <laughs> it's this beautiful like masterclass in how to make shitty television. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, so that's a thing that happened. So um, I I is there really is there anyone big in it? Um, yeah, Dave Wenham's in it. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good. He's all right. So He's pretty far. great. Most things he does. He's all right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like it's it's one of those things where it's like good actor surrounded by really bad actors. Yeah. Reading bad writing, <laughs> and it's bad. Don't but I, bad. I kind of have a rule of thumb that whenever I watch a show, no matter how good or bad it is, I will get through the first season. Just so when I come back and talk to people about how good or bad of a show was, I say, "No, we've even watched it, Neil. You don't even know. Shut sure. up! I watched the whole first season. Still hated Scrubs. That really? Of, I, you and I know this. I have hate we scrubs. discussed this? Yeah, I hate yeah, well, scrubs. something wrong with you. But they're like that's just an example. Like you know, I I make a point to watch full yeah. seasons of things. So when I have these arguments with people, if I hated something, which is loved, I'll say no. 
I'm gonna try better. and watch it. I'm gonna try yeah. and finish it. But it's um, it's tough. And like maybe you know, maybe it gets better. Maybe it gets better. Well, I remember, but, do you remember? A, but like, not according to uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I <laughs> I credit you as the guy to getting me into Arrested Development because obviously you've loved that show forever. It's um, an amazing show. And yeah, and then you. It. This is like God. We're so like we're 26, and yet I still feel old when I say you lent me the DVDs to it. God, that feels bad. But you lent me the DVDs. To yeah, Arrested no, Development. I, I lent you the DVDs back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember halfway through the first season, I was like, this show's fine. Like, it's good, but it's not amazing. And then I wa- finished the first season, I was like, okay, I'll watch the second season. And then I watched the second season, I'm like, okay, this is pretty great. And then I watched the third season, I'm like, fuck, this show's amazing. And, and then, then I watched it all one And then you got to watch it again. And then I watched season one again, I'm like, how did I possibly think this was, like, okay? Because, like, the best... It's weird. Okay, if we could just plug Arrested Development <laughs> for the next 30 minutes of this show, I'm, I'd love to do that, because Arrested Development, the first time you watched the show... It's sort of like a foundational watch, all right? Because <laughs> you got to get your head around all the jokes and the characters and just sort of like, just, just absorb in as much as you can. <laughs> because the true best viewing of Arrested Development is your second view through. Yeah. Because there are jokes that are happening in the like entire the, way, yeah. In like the first three episodes of, of like season one that aren't funny unless you've watched like season two and three. Yeah. Like they're, they're doing like throwbacks and like preparing for jokes so early in advance it's ridiculous you know what's sad as well like a couple of weeks ago again the producer was like yeah fifth season definitely happening we'll announce it in a couple of weeks and they haven't yeah it just keeps going i'm happy to pretend that season four didn't exist yeah it wasn't great yeah i'm happy to do like it was fine but you can't make a show with all these characters and none of the characters engage at all yeah look it was a good little little experiment it was yeah. a good little little attempt but um if you're gonna yeah. make it, if you're gonna make another season get together or don't do it at all please yeah which is what they've said which is what they've said like yeah. i know that um so will arnett did a an interview with um mark moran from wtf yeah. the, the podcast and he sort of touched on that briefly um and sort of spoke about <coughs> how it had been really tough to sort of make season four because they you know obviously it was so hard to get everyone into the same space yeah. at the same time uh and it kind of it changed the the format and the style of the show in a way that was kind of mm. uh, at the time felt like a really exciting risk. And I think it was like a really exciting sort of attempt, but it was just so different um, from the original that I felt like the, the dynamic yeah. was kind of gone. And and so like all the discussions instead of having about what season five is, is kind of around, yeah. you know, well, let's, let's try to return to form. Let's try to return to that sort of ensemble style yeah. comedy. Well, let's hope so, that happens because yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say no to more rest development, but uh, a, another show that's, well, a Netflix show in particular that's that's killing it right now. Uh, Orange is the New Black. It's coming back uh, June 9 this mm. year for a fifth season. Uh, fellow digital editor, Uppy, who was here last week, she uh, spoke to one of the stars, Jessica Pimentel, uh, last week in Sydney. Uh, she was in the country because I, I believe she's dating uh, one of the band members from Sugar, huh. one of the metal band who are obviously touring the country. So she was in town. Thought, screw it. Let's have a, let's have a chat. So um, here's Uppy talking to Jessica about the new season and what you can expect. Great. So Orange is a New Black. Love the show. So good. So intense. <laughs> yeah. That's um, putting it mildly. I know, right? Um, season five is out super soon, June 9. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling leading up to it? Well, I mean, we left at this really high tension place. Yeah, so I really, I want to see it just as bad as everyone yeah. else too. Because even though we film it, we shoot it, we... We only see the parts that we're in. We, um, unless you want to come in on your day off and watch something, but it's so intense mm. that when you have a day off, you want to yeah. 
you want to relax or get your next scenes ready. Yeah. So we also want to see how everything unfolds, even though we know what's going to happen. You want to see the performances, you want to see the yeah. shots, you want to see how the makeup looks on, mm. on camera, you want to see it all go yeah. down as one piece, you know, yeah. so uh, I'm really, really excited, really looking forward to it, and it was, it's, uh, this season is shot in a completely different way than really? the previous four. Can you tell me more about that? <laughs> I can tell you that it is shot in real time over the course of three days. The whole season is three days. The whole season is three days. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And um, how does Maria's role develop in this season? What's Uh, her character like? You see that Maria kind of took a little turn for the dark side Mm. in season four. She did. Uh, But I think it was with good reason. She had a a great reason for it. She lost her one, you know, beacon of hope. And when someone has nothing to hope for nothing to live for they mm. kind of become the most dangerous person in the room so Maria's still kind of dealing with that so I mean I, I can only say as far as how it relates to the story is that Maria has to do what she's got to she does what she's got to do taking care of herself yeah she's got to take care of herself because she realizes everyone is out for themselves there yeah. last season so she continues yeah. looking out for number one one of the most one of the other cringeworthy scenes for me is when you brand on you, Maria Brands, um, the swastika on Piper. Yeah. How was that to film? It was uh, really intense. It was one of the most intense days on set. We had um, we had it closed set the day before. It was closed both times. The day before, for us to rehearse, mm. we have a fight choreographer, stunt coordinator. Wow. A fight choreographer, stunt coordinator, um, working on how the logistics of the scene are going to work yeah and then uh we rehearse it until we feel like it's a dance you know you feel mm. like you're very confident that no one will get hurt and then we come in the next day and do it full out and there and uh it was really emotional mm. it was emotional to shoot i actually had to reshoot what i did uh because taylor was so great and and she brought this emotion yeah. out in me that she made me cry while I'm supposed to be attacking her. I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> I gotta do this over now. <laughs> oh wow. Um, yeah. So it was really emotional to shoot because everyone just brought a hundred percent a game. They meant it, and uh, that was definitely one of those scenes that I felt it. Whether you were the lead person, whether you were just on the side watching, everyone was completely focused. Everyone wanted to tell that that story mm. and how is it actually how is it actually shot like was it a special effect absolutely special effects obviously there was an open flame but okay. we we never get near it mm-hmm. or get the camera angle yeah. hides how close Once we are to magic. it and the the branding is a special effect it looked painful like yeah, if that was real that would Taylor's have been Taylor's reaction was awesome yeah yeah she she sold it now admittedly I haven't heard too much of your band but your voice is amazing oh. where does that growl come I from I have no idea I have no idea <laughs> I really don't I couldn't do it for you right now I have to be like in a certain in that zone yeah I have to yeah. be in a certain mind frame to, to do that yeah. it's not something that it just like it's like the deepest growl it's amazing <laughs> um, thank you where did like when did your you know love for mu- for heavy metal and stuff 
yeah, as a, as a young teen is when I first was really exposed yeah. to metal, and I just loved the the power of it and the the aggressiveness and yeah. the confidence in it, and I I really appreciated the messages that it that it brought, and some of them yeah. were fantastical, you know fantasy lands and yeah. really beautiful stories and some of them were really just gritty urban stories in a context that I could relate to so hmm. um, yeah and it was great to New York kids are really stressed out so it was great <laughs> to, uh, to have music that, that screamed for you you yeah. know and and was, could be really positive also it wasn't all people think it's all negative and dark there are some really positive yeah. heavy metal bands out there they're really really you know, environmentally conscious, politically conscious, spiritually conscious. Mm. So all of that all works together as yeah. well. Uh, what kind of bands did you um, listen to growing up? Uh, well, the first one, King Diamond, Metallica. We had uh, New York hardcore bands like Warzone, Killing Time, Sheer Terror. Amazing. Slayer's a huge yeah. one. Uh, yeah, that was kind of yeah nice bubble. But nice. I listened to everything. Yeah. I listened to... The radio as well, yeah. pop and all that, kind of and a lot radio, of classic, really. <laughs> classic rock like uh, Jimi Hendrix and the Doors and yeah. the Who, things like that. They're nice bands like See, that. all over the shop. You kind all of have to be place. educated. Yes, yeah. music, good music. That's, That's it. what I like. That's it. Um, and you're on the road with Mushuga, obviously, like we talked about. Um, do you and Tomas talk right together? No, we don't. <laughs> Is there a reason or it just hasn't gone around no, to it? No, it's, it's no particular reason. I mean, he spent most of last year writing and recording his album and mm-hmm. I'm writing and recording mine. It's like no free time for extra music. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of like focused on these projects yeah. and he's so busy, I'm so busy. I mean, it would be lovely to do that, but it's not something that we have planned or even, you know. Maybe if you have some downtime on a holiday yeah, or something. Yeah, we're like in a cabin somewhere. Yeah. And, Cabin in in Iceland or something, <laughs> maybe an album might come out. Yeah, but it's, it's not not looking likely right now. Yeah, right. But it's something that I would be totally open to, but not something we're chasing after. Yeah. Um, how did you guys meet or cross paths? I guess was it on the touring circuit or we had always kind of uh, we met a very very long time ago, kind of briefly, and had seen each other around at shows, uh, but it wasn't until uh, my friend. Danny Walker and his band Intronaut were playing and opening for Michigan in New York and there was an after party I'm hanging with my friends of course and mm. introduces me properly to everyone yeah. in the band and he and I just started talking and it was not like a flirtation vibe it no. was not it was just like wow we really connected like yeah. two people Love we had that. just sharing ideas and we were like spilling guts and <laughs> telling stories that no yeah. one knows and we just talked the whole night I it, was, that. it was awesome and uh, we are like what thought we would be really good friends yeah and uh maintain very loose communication and turns out i was going through a breakup he was going through a breakup and both were very Mm. respectful of that and kind of i didn't know that that was an option even yeah (laughs) (laughs) and he never gave off that vibe and i never gave off that vibe it was really a spiritual connection a mental connection first and then everyone was single and nice and all, all the knots were tied and yeah and then from that point on it's history we'll leave the rest for yeah. another time <laughs> no it sounds awesome it sounds like a very organic like, no it was absolutely coming together of souls <laughs> yeah when when your when your new love's mom says i've never seen him so happy in his whole life Bless. that really is a really beautiful thing to hear yeah. so I, it's that's sweet yeah really sweet um Back to back to Orange, just briefly. Do you think Maria has 
a musical side. Like, do you think she would love metal if she? I really haven't seen it at all. That's it. In her, because um, there's there's a, been a couple times when there are talent shows and the girls are dancing and singing. And Maria's never she's really like into stoic, it. isn't she? She's really stoic. She's really reserved. She doesn't ever get silly. Yeah. Um, she's. I don't really see her partaking. Even yeah. you know. Yeah, not at all. I don't even think she really likes music. You just have to tell Genji, like, that's her backstory. She actually loves metal. You just have to jam out somewhere. Oh, Genji knows all about the metal. <laughs> um, she's a big supporter. Yeah. Um, do you like any Aussie bands right now? Are you into any? That's a great question. And it's putting you on the spot, I know. It's hard to recall. I can't think. I mean, right now we're listening to Thy Art is Murder every yeah. day. They're, they're traveling with yep. Sugar. They're really cool. Yeah cool band, local band, so it's yeah. really been good to see, they, well they have of course the Aussie draw, so we get yeah, to yeah, see yeah, they're very big here, yeah, huge so I didn't, I've never really heard mm. them before can't think of any other, no, that's okay that's really cool, um and what's next for you musically, so do we do you kind of have an idea when your new album's gonna drop, we're hoping or? to have it out before next year, I mean we're in awesome. the process of writing and I don't see us recording till October or November, so hopefully it will be done before mm. the end of the year, but if it's at the top of 18, then so be it. No rush. We want no to rush. put out something that we love that everyone's gonna love and uh, and and as soon as possible. When time allows. Orange is That's a it. big factor. So yeah. So you're on break from doing orange stuff at the moment. I'm or? on break from doing orange at the moment. Yes. Good. Um, <laughs> and what are your final words before the season five premiere? Can you tell us? What should I we think expect? just expect the unexpected. Um, yeah. Every character that you know and love will be in a situation that you won't ever believe that they're in. Um, they're they're going to be going through some changes that you won't expect. Uh, you're going to see a nice mixing up of characters that have mm. never interacted before. Um, and the simple fact that it's shot over such a short amount of time mm. adds a level of tension that we haven't seen yet. And uh, it can go very dark, very quickly. Mm. Sounds like we're going to get lots of intimate moments because mm. each day will go on for a few episodes, I guess, right? If it's only three I'm days. I'm trying to think of intimate moments. Yeah, there's a few. Mm. Yeah, You've there's seen some, it too. There's some sexy ones. There's some funny, hilarious ones. Mm. There's some really high-tension ones and there's some jaw droppers in there. You guys are good at those. <laughs> there's a huge... <laughs> There's a few jaw-dropping yeah. moments there. Is um, Ruby Rose back? No comment. Damn it. I bet she is. <laughs> good answer, good answer. <laughs> Thank you so much, Thank Jessica. Thank you so much. It's been lovely to talk to you. Lovely talking to you. Thanks for being so patient. No, my, my pleasure. So Orange is the New Black Season 5 comes out on Netflix June 9. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely check it out. Uh, we're going to wrap the show up now. Before we do, of course, we're going to run you through a couple of the gigs that are going to be happening next week uh, around town. Uh, I'm going to lay on Friday, 31st of March. We've got a couple of the Music Presents shows going on. We've got Sleep Makes Waves uh, playing at the Cambridge Hotel in Newcastle. Uh, we've got Quarterfest in Helensvale with Shag Rock playing. And our your dear friend, Dave, Guy Sebastian's playing the Trifford uh, in uh, Brisbane. Sick ones. Yeah. I'm going to go to all those gigs. Also, we're, gonna, we're I'm very excited. This is months away, but we do want to... Chris Rock's a thing that we want to go to, right? Well, like, Chris Rock <clears throat> is what he's going to be here in June. Yeah. 
Which, has he sold out yet? Or tickets on sale yet? Tickets are on sale, yeah. I think they've just gone on sale this week. So um, that'll that'll be big. I'm going to yeah. hashtag campaign, get Chris Rock on the podcast. It's a long hashtag, but I feel like it works. Yeah. So next step, we'll be asking about with a more concise <laughs> podcast yeah. uh, hashtag. And then from there, we'll get him on Like the hashtag rock on with Chris Rock on the music podcast. You'll like it. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah that's good. good. And that's it. Lock it in. Very excited to be there. Lock it in. Um, and then Seinfeld's coming in August. August, yeah. Hashtag Seinfeld. Get on this show, please. That's gold, Jerry. That's gold, the music podcast. Maybe we'll have them both. At the same time. At the same time. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld will come to town two months early just to do the podcast. I think he would. We don't ask for a lot, Stefan. He seems like a nice guy. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, I feel like he owes the universe a favour. Like, because he, he got Obama to do his podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's like his little video podcast. We so. could be the comedians in car getting coffee. So maybe we could we could be the comedians in car getting coffee. Imagine <laughs> that. They'd be like, who the fuck are these dudes? <laughs> Like, you know, it's like, it's like Obama is like the last person that he had. <laughs> and it's just, it's just like you and me in like the backseat with Jerry Seinfeld just being like, oh, we liked you. I'll be his driver. I don't even care. I know he drives the cars in, the, in that show, but I'll drive it for him. I don't even care. Yeah. But it's very exciting. We hope to have him on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Stefan, again. Thank you. Videos 301. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Peace.